Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The World Cricket Show is proudly supported by Newbury Cricket. Quality bat makers since 1919. Recording then, so we'll just see. Okay, see what happens. Merry Christmas, Tane. Happy Christmas to you, Adam. This is coming out on Christmas Day. So we're just in the car driving down to the west coast of Guernsey where we're going to have a cup of tea, a bit of cake, probably, and deliver you a little bit of Christmas joy. <laughs> we're celebrating Christmas the only way we know how uh, by drinking tea, eating cake, and talking about cricket. Exactly. Uh, And, you know, if you find yourself with a a quiet moment on Christmas Day, once all the food's been consumed and you're sort of slumped... I mean, this is coming out on Christmas Day. I think you'd have to be a a maniac to be listening to this on Christmas Day. (laughs) You've probably got better things to do. Uh, But, you know, maybe on Boxing Day, when you're sort of nursing a, a food hangover... Or when you've run out of literally everything else to do by sort of January the 21st. <laughs> yeah. On Blue Monday, people might finally get yeah. around to this. They've got nothing else to do. Um, I, I'm driving at the moment, so I'm having to concentrate on the road, which is why Tony's kind of hosting the show. I'm driving the car, Tony's driving the podcast, is that fair yeah. to say? Um, so, so yeah, we're just on our way down now. We're going to order some tea and some cake and, uh, yeah, deliver you a bit of, uh, a bit of bonus content what is it we're talking about tone well when you unwrap this little christmas uh, audio gift uh, you're going to find a post atherton world 11 from each of us and probably some sturdy debate around it <laughs> it's sure. the big one isn't it we've done various post atherton 11s over the years recently we did a post atherton england 11 but this is you know this is the big fish post atherton world 11 and maybe we'll uh, send, uh, you know, we'll sort of package this up on a little USB stick and post it to Michael himself. <laughs> yeah. See what he thinks. Just see what he makes of it. A bit creepy. <laughs> Just for anyone who is listening for the first time, I don't know why you'd choose this one to listen to for the first time. But what do we mean by post Atherton thing? Well, I'm wondering, firstly, where we're going to go from here. <laughs> Once we've delivered the ultimate 11. We may as well just give up. Just call it a day. Uh, the reason why we use Atherton as a marker is basically because that's when we started watching cricket was sort of towards the... Fundamentally, we've misnamed it. <laughs> yeah. Because certainly for me, it, it's just... Atherton was the England captain when I first started watching cricket. The post-Atherton era, to me, just means the era of cricket that we have watched and have knowledge of and have sort of authority in talking about. Yeah, huge authority. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so anything sort of, uh, yeah, during or after Mike Atherton. Yeah. Basically. 
So really, we're talking about players that we've seen. All right, well, we're, we're in a bit of a traffic jam now. So I'll speak to you again when we get to the tea room. I'm very excited about this scone tone. I don't know about you. Well, and I'm excited to see who you have at number eight. <laughs> right. Um, can I get a scone with jam and cream, please? And a pot of tea. Yeah, tea for me as well, please. And uh, some Victoria sandwich, please. Thanks so much. Is that everything for you? Yeah, thanks. Whereas I like. Oh, that's got a fork. Oh, right, yeah. Do you want a fork? Uh, no, I'll get this. Is it in this one? Yeah, yeah, if we put it like there. Okay, yeah. I'll do Well, you got your Victoria sponge tone. I'm glad they had some left. <laughs> Very happy. Last time we came here, <laughs> they'd run out of Victoria sponge. You threw an almighty wobbly. <laughs> I was really angry. Uh, more angry than someone who's just missed out on the last slice of Victoria sponge has any right to be. But yeah, yeah they have some today. Hey, happy Christmas. Um, so I've brought a notepad with me with my team written down. Oh, amazing. So <laughs> he's sucking into the sponge. So I, I don't know how you want to do this. I was wondering if we should do it. A bit like they do on Sky Sports. Not that we're copying. So. <laughs> I've got my team, you've got your team, but maybe we can try and persuade each other. We, you know, we can. I'm sure there will be some overlap, but maybe we can try and. Uh, if there's any disagreement, we can try and convince each other and come up with one team between the two. Of them. Hang on, you've not got any spoons. Oh, sorry, mate. On, mate. Tony's just gone to get spoons. I've got all the other cutlery, but I forgot to get spoons. Here he comes. What kind of tea party is this? <laughs> All right, that's better. Cheers. Here we go. Before we get into this, maybe I should uh, butter my skull. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be doing that while I'm arguing with you about the spinner. So, first things first, I guess we should talk about the uh, like the balance of the team. Have we got the same balance? We 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 have the same thing for our England team. So have you gone the same route? I, I'll tell you what I've got. Five batsmen, an all-rounder, a wicketkeeper, a spinner and three fast bowlers. Yeah, I've gone vanilla like you <laughs> on that big time. Well, that's good. I mean, the current England team wouldn't fit into that mould, but it is a sort of classic makeup for a cricket team. Yeah. It? Does that make us sort of throwbacks? Almost to... certainly, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, we, are, we wouldn't be in the, uh, the Ed Smith kind of school. No, but you know, it's Christmas time. We can indulge in a bit of nostalgia. It's it like pouring with rain outside as well, so it's feeling very, uh, I'm feeling very hooger. So, can I just explain my thinking behind the team I picked? Go on. So, I, I, I know Crick Info did their, what a stupid time frame to do it in their team of the last 25 years, as if that makes any sense. Mm. Didn't they semi recently? Didn't they? Okay. Yeah. So we're kind of doing the same thing. Yeah, but I feel like we've just got subtly better, isn't it? Because we've we're just scooping out an extra maybe three or four years um, <laughs> of cricket into there. So it's like it's like cricket post this, but better. Mm. Uh, but it sounds stupid. But there, I mean, theirs was it's a bit predictable. Mm. Uh, <laughs> arguably, because that's they've got the best eleven players of the last twenty five years in their team. I tried. I wanted to go slightly different route. Because they had five Australians in their 11. Uh, and, you know, the reason being that Australia 
have sort of for the, the large part of those 25 years been the best team you know they've had more than one great team haven't they in that time I didn't want to do that so I've actually selected one player from each of the 10 test teams oh wow okay uh, but two Australians just because I needed, I thought, yeah, the 11th, it's only fair that the 11th come from Australia. That's interesting. Well, there's going to there's be quite a lot of arguing going on then if we're going to try and come up with one team, because that's not the makeup of my team at all. But that's, that's a good approach, Dan. That's interesting. So you've got a Zimbabwe in your team? Yeah. Okay. I might be able to guess who that is. Okay. Well, I didn't know that Crick Info had done that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm now wondering whether I've just got the same 11 players that they have, because I have more gone down the route of picking the best 11 players from the last 25 years. So we'll see. Maybe we can compare notes with that team at the end. Well, let's go through this systematically then, shall we? Should we start with the opening batsman? Do you want to go first? You've just, you've just taken a big mouthful of Victoria Sponge, so I can tell you mine if you like. I've got Matthew Hayden and Verinda Sewag. Uh, what about you? I've gone Sewag mm-hmm. and Cook. Mm. Yeah. I think, you know, you want... Traditionally, you'd say, nice to have a left, left-hand, right-hand combo at the top. I mean, you, you've I've got, got that as well. Yours is quite full-blooded. I, I thought, you know, obviously Sewag uh, is almost unparalleled, really. So, but, and there aren't many good right-handed openers. The opening position, certainly in terms of stats and kind of the, the dominant players, has been dominated by left-handers, hasn't it, in, in the post-Athers era? Yeah, actually, the opening, the opening batsman is one of the... It's where some, some of the sort of slimmest pickings are um, in selecting this team. I mean, that's pretty harsh because <laughs> there's a lot of excellent players with an opening batsman and it's like... <laughs> All you know, opening batsmen except for these <laughs> three. They're just like spitting their coffee you know, There's obviously now. people like Graham Smith and stuff. But my, my point is just when you, look, when you then try and select a middle order, so three, four, five, you're so spoiled for choice that you're having to leave out all-time great players. You just can't fit them all into the team. So if you were just picking the five best batsmen and not worrying about what position they bat over the last 25 years arguably Matthew Hayden and Verinda Sevag wouldn't quite make it it's probably harsh I mean it's harsh on both because <laughs> we're dealing in such small margins yeah we? I'm not criticising them I'm just saying that there are so many unbelievably good players that could bat three to five so I've already gone through my first couple of teams <laughs> pouring tea uh, I mean yeah although I think I think you'd have to say though Sevag you'd still Assuming the opening position didn't exist and you wanted just you were just going to have seven, mm. uh, sorry, if you were just going to have kind of five out and out batsmen, you might. Would still, you I mean, not still have him? We could maybe come back to this because I, I, I'm like, I don't want to sort of spoil it by naming the the other players. But fit in. I, I guess just I'm thinking like there was a moment where I thought, you know, do I put Raul Dravid in there as an opener? You know, because I want to fit him in the team. And I do think he's world class. So they were, I would say, driving is slightly above either Hayden or Sevag in my pecking order. Wow! But I want to actually have a you know, a proper team with players in the right positions. Yeah, so yeah, and I think you know when I looked at my eleven, not only have I tried to to build a team for all nations, but a team for all seasons, all conditions. Mm. Uh, You're a man for all nations. <laughs> yeah, all I've been that before. <laughs> uh, but you know, you, you, do, you do want a, you want a, a grinder at the top, someone who's going to dig in. You know, an Alistair Cook, uh, and then yeah, someone who can, you know, he's completely different. And Sewag almost as an opener, a class of his own, I'd say. All right. Well, I'll let you have Cook. 
So I'm going to write down our combined 11 as we go along. Okay. So you're getting your way here. There's going to be a few going your way, I think, in a bit. Um, so we're going to go with Cook and Saban. Because I did... Because I've got far too much time on my hands, I did pick a, I did pick a second 11 as well. And I've got Cook and Smith in my second 11. So. I was going to say, Smith was my third pick. Mm. Uh, I mean, Hayden obviously not far away, but... Uh, yeah, I think... It's easy, you know, we've obviously talked a lot about Cook recently, yeah. but it's easy to forget how good he was. And particularly away from home, uh, you know, particularly key series in Australia and India, mm. you know, I think he has been as impressive as anyone at the top of the order. Well, we'll go with Cook then. So Cook and Savo. So then the middle order, three, four, five. Who have you got, Tim? I think you're going to find this quite controversial. <laughs> I've gone... Sangakara at three. Okay. Steve Smith at four. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And Andy Flower at five. So you've got two Australians and, like, and one of them is Steve Smith. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's an extraordinary bit of thinking. Okay, so hang on. You've got Sangakara Smith. Sangakara Smith and then Andy Flower at five. He'd also be my keeper. Interesting. So I'm confused now. So is number six a batsman as well then? So number six is a batsman, yeah. Um, alright well you may as well tell me that batsman you're taking another big mouthful of Victoria's <laughs> yeah then I've got De Villiers at 6 ok interesting I didn't I don't think I've even got De Villiers in my second. I mean obviously like there's some fairly glaring omissions in there you know the <laughs> likes of Sachin Tendulkar the greatest batsman of all time Brian Lara probably the second greatest batsman of the yeah. era so, that, so I haven't got any of those players you know yeah. in, my, in my team I've got Ponting at three, then Lara and Tendulkar, and then my number six is an all rounder. Should I should six? I maybe should I maybe give you the wicketkeeper then okay, as well yeah. as you've given me wicket so wicketkeeper I've got Adam Gilchrist. I can see what you're doing in trying to pick one from each team. Yeah. Hard to leave out Gilchrist though for me. I know I said recently that I think trying to pick an all time eleven, like all time test match eleven, is a pointless exercise because no one's seen, you know, even a third of all test cricket in their lifetime but I think if you were going to despite that try and pick an all time 11 Gilchrist would be I just Gilchrist is the best wicketkeeper of all time I think in the 100 million years of cricket I think you can certainly make a very good case for that yeah just statistically and the the way he transformed the game you know transformed that position because it it used to be you picked your best gloveman and, and the batting was a bonus and now it's the other way around isn't it so I mean, it's tough to argue with that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, on paper, Lara. It's tough to leave out Lara and uh, Lara and Tendulkar. I did want, I, I, you know, I did pick Kumar mm. out for out above Ponting. Again, very fine margins, but uh, ju- just I, I don't know. I think Sangakara is a bit overlooked. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. I, he, I, did, he wasn't in the Krikinfo eleven. I've got him in my second eleven. I can tell you my my middle order in my second eleven is Dravid, Sangakara, Steve War, and Mohammed Yusuf. So some other names to mention there. So yeah, it's it's just you are so spoiled for choice in, in picking batsmen. Well, let's get, let's go for Sanga then at three. I think you know Sangakara is actually you know statistically the best number three of the era has he got the best average he's got the best I think, average I think average over apart 60 from, apart from Steve Smith mm. I think out of all the, the the players that you would cite as sort of modern greats and he's also got a better he's got the best average he's also I think superior 
than pretty much all his peers statistically both at home and away from home which was important and I think you know for me when I was looking at the makeup of the team I was you know you've obviously got Kirk you've got Steve Smith who's you know a bit more workman like in the way he goes about things I wanted Sangakara who uh, you know wanted that grace at number three so yeah Sangakara I'm just looking it up Sangakara his test average was 57.4 which is the best out of anyone to have played more than 100 tests out of batsmen who have played in this century so really anyone post Atherton era he's only behind Adam Voges uh, he's a bit of an outlier and Steve Smith um, and yeah, out of the you know, out of the the contenders for you know, best batsman of the post Atherton era with Ponting, Tendulkar, Lara, um, he has actually relatively comfortably the best average. It's a full four runs higher than Tendulkar. So yeah, I think there's a there's a really strong statistical case, if nothing else, for Sangakara. And you're right, he probably does get overlooked a bit. So I'm very happy to put him in the team. Would you concede me? Gilchrist. Give <laughs> you Gilchrist. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, Steve Smith, I thought, I think, uh, certainly my batsmen are kind of more biased towards recent times. Uh, and, you know, that, that probably speaks to the fact that when you look at the early part of the post Appleton captaincy era, yeah. the, the, you know, the bowling seemed, or, yeah, it seems more impressive. The bowlers seem more impressive. But, you know, I think Steve Smith, obviously, he's only got a very short test career compared to the names he put in there. Mm. And a fairly high-profile reason why he's not playing at the moment. But, yeah, who knows what's going to happen next. But certainly for the, the sort of two years uh, up until the ban during that, that Ashes series, it's tough to remember someone looking so dominant mm. and, and so... Uh, hard to, to just to get past so you know I think there is, I think there's a case for him being in the best 11 yeah. but there's obviously so many you know he'd have to maintain that form for a decent chunk of time whether he gets the chance to I mean, I'm sure he will but you know how this will have affected him will be interesting yeah I mean you say you know such a short test career I mean he's played 12 more test matches than Don Bradman played so you know he's played 64 games it's, it's, it's not a it's not an Adam Voges situation where it's just this kind of weird statistical anomaly. Like he, he does have, if he never played Test cricket again, you'd have to say he's one of the best Test batsmen of all time. But until his career actually finishes, there is always that doubt about whether he'll maintain it. There is still a question mark about his technique against the swinging ball. And also, I'm, as we've talked about recently, I'm just slightly um, hesitant about calling any current batsman the greatest ever just or, or in comparison to you know your Lara's your Tendulkas people who played test cricket in the 90s against what I would consider to be a, a higher quality of bowling that makes me slightly uncomfortable about putting Smith in the team um, I, think that's, I think that's a very well well reasoned argument <laughs> I just wanted to, a real spread from start to finish so I wanted to get a current player okay in there. well let's let's ignore but then, you know, at number 4 Smith averages 75 mm. uh, and he's played you know, decent number of innings in that position but I think yeah I think it would be tough for me to argue he's certainly got a case but I think we're going to ignore you there I was thinking like having said we should do this you know we're going to go through each give our team I'll give my team you'll give your team and then we'll do a combined 11 that'll just be my team does that <laughs> how does that sound um, okay well can we can, who was your number 6 again De Villiers De Villiers I had, I had flower 5 De Villiers 6 
Well, the, so the complicating factor here is that my all-rounder is someone we haven't mentioned, and he would be someone who, on pure batting alone, deserves to be in this conversation, which is Jacques Callis. Do you have Callis in your team? I don't. Okay. So this is difficult now. So we've got to decide. We've got three spots from four to six, and we've got to whittle down from Lara, Tendulkar, Callis, Flower... And De Villiers. Well, Flower maybe. Well, I think Gilchrist over I'd be happy. Well, yeah, I'd be happy with Kumar three. Yeah. Tendulkar four. Okay. Lara five. Okay. So who's your all rounder? So, again, on the basis of picking someone from every Test nation, uh, Shakib. Oh wow! Okay. That's interesting. That's an interesting call. I like the way you're doing this. And I don't think I, you know I don't I think he deserved to be in the conversation. Uh, I mean, he's obviously not the best all-rounder the, the last 30 years. <laughs> right. But but you've picked on him the basis of my rule, that like, self-created rule. Yeah. Uh, my hands are tied. I couldn't, you know, <laughs> I created this rule for myself and I had to stick to it. Although, didn't he recently, like, to, to back you up a bit, didn't he recently become the fastest player ever to, was it... 2,000 runs and 200 wickets or there must be more runs than that there's some mark that he beat both of them two and I think he averages around about 30 with the ball and around about 30 odd with the bat so you know statistically and you know the fact that he's played for a Bangladesh team that have, have obviously come from nowhere in that time you know playing in a, in a, a losing team for much of it you know he, he's obviously got a lot about him mentality wise and skill so he deserves to be in the conversation, but I, I, you know I concede. Can you pick him over Callis? No, it'd be tough to. It'd be tough to. So you're happy if we if we forget about the Villiers. So we've got Sanger, Tendulkar, and Lara as our three out and out batsmen. We've got Gilchrist as the wicketkeeper, and then it's a choice of a all rounder. Comes down to Callis or Shakib. We can yeah. come back to that maybe. We'll see. We'll see which of us needs a. Needs, a, <laughs> needs, a help, but needs a help hand. needs a veto later on so I'll put Callis slash Shaquille so we're going on to the boulders now I'm just going to finish spreading cream on my second I'm slice of scone. through this sponge <laughs> uh, I'll just take a bite of that before. this Mother's Day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We get into the bowlers. So, so at the moment, down to seven. Is that how far we got? So we've got seven players in the team now. Did you give me Cook? Yeah. So at the moment, we're two players different from the, from the Cricket for 11. <laughs> and 
so far your team is the exact quick of 11 that's really annoying I didn't know they'd done it <laughs> are you moonlighting who picked the Crick Info 11? Is it uh, so redevoted? No, it's a few a few luminaries. Mm. I'll have a look in a minute. I'll just spill cream on my trousers. Oh, mate. Oh. Right. So on to the bowlers then. So I've got three fast bowlers and one spinner. Is that what you've got? Yeah. Should we do the spinner first? Who have you got, Tim? Uh, one. <laughs> Quite simply. Shane Warne. Yeah, that's who I've got as yeah. well. So we can ink him in. So that was straightforward. That's easy. So that just leaves our three fast bowlers then. Shall I give you... Shall we, yeah, shall go, we go on. one at a time? No, go on. Give your three. Okay. I've got Wassi Macram, Curtly Ambrose, Glenn McGrath. I mean, it's tough to argue with any of those. Uh, but you're going to. <laughs> well, no, slightly. I, get, I only had one... So my, my three... Uh, nations left Pakistan New Zealand and West Indies okay so I've gone for Waka okay over Wasim yeah, yeah. Shane Bond <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a bold choice and Curly Ambrose okay so Ambrose we can agree I on. think we can agree on Ambrose Waka or Wasim I mean it's take your pick I, I, I went with Waka just on the bet you know he, he edges Wasim on you know Strike rate and average. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't compared their statistics. What What's the situation? We edges them. <laughs> Waka edges Wasim on both. So statistically, he's the, the you know he's slightly better. Yeah, let's have a look. Not that I don't believe you, Tone, but I'm just confirming. So yeah, he is bowling average of twenty three point five for Waka. Tell you what, I looked up Waka Yunus, then I went into Google again, and the suggestion it gave me on predicted text was Wasim Akram. Well, there you go. Tells you a story, doesn't it? So his bowling average, 23.6. So there's not much in it. Uh, and obviously, Wasim took more wickets than Wacker, but again, not by much. I mean, there was such a unit when they said yeah. a partnership. It seems harsh to kind of separate them out. Well, in the interests of um, keeping the peace, I'll let you have Wacker if you'll let me have Glenn McGrath over Shane Bond. I'll probably do that. Okay. I uh, needed a way to get New Zealand in there. There were other, obviously other options. Uh, but I feel like Shane Bond, when we're talking about cricket that, that we've watched, there was a, a, obviously, he didn't play much. He was injured all the time. His body broke down. But there was quite a long period where it was like, there was the sort of the threat of Shane Bond mm. kind of lingered large. And when he was fit and firing, uh, he was pretty devastating. He certainly could have been one of the all-time greats, couldn't he, had he stayed fit. But, I mean, it's an argument that, I guess, you know, can a fast bowler at that level, is it sustainable mm. for, any, yeah, for any bowler? Probably not. But in terms of, like, strike rate, uh, you know, he was up there with the best. But, and then, but hard to pick him over Glenn McGraw. <laughs> possibly. <laughs> might, might piss Glenn McGraw off a little bit. Um, and then, I, I, yeah, I think Curly, for me, had to be in there. Yeah, that... that he kind of speaks for himself, really, isn't he? He's arguably the most iconic as well of the 11 I've picked, I think. Just in terms of, you know, his build, his look, how good he was. The, you know, I guess coming, you know, the Walsh-Ambrose kind of dynasty that West Indies had then. And when we sort of start, yeah, the start of the post-Atherton era, where he was yeah, a central figure for, for quite a few years. I think you're right. There's something about his height and his frame that... It, it, it's this sort of extraordinary figure. He's literally a giant of the game, isn't yeah. he? And 
and you know it, if you said kind of I don't know said cricket to me like kind of Curly Ambrose would mm. be like one of the, the all time classic there's names some, there's something about his meme as well <laughs> yeah. Curly Ambrose charging in it's it is iconic you're right well can I give you some of the names I've got in, in my second 11 for bowlers because actually yeah. none of the, you haven't mentioned any of these in my second 11 I had Dale Stain Jimmy Anderson Alan Donald Andrew Flintoff was my, my all-rounder in that team and Murali I guess is, is pretty straightforward yeah. we, we, we both went for Warren there will be people out there who think you know that it should be Murali over Warren Murali obviously took more wickets in some ways was more kind of impressive well certainly statistically and is the second best spin bowler of all time but Warren is just you know Warren is one of the best three or four cricketers ever I think again in terms of the way he changed the game the iconic thing and just how good a bowler he was <laughs> yeah he's bloody good at it uh, okay so this is our combined 11 then so we've still got one decision to make uh, but one to five we've got Cook Sabag Sangakara Tendulkar and Lara then we need to decide between Jacques Callis and Shaquille <laughs> so can we work out who, who got their way so you, I gave you Cook and Sanga. You gave me Tendulkar and Lara, so that's even. You gave me Gilchrist. I gave you Wackart. You've a lot of Christmas presents here. You've had a great Christmas. <laughs> I gave you Wackart and you gave me McGrath. So your owed one, actually. So we'll go with Shaqib. It's left field, but... Okay, so let's start from the top again then. So so yeah, we've got, we've got that top five then. Cook, Savag, Sanga, Kara, Tendulkar, Lara. Shaqib at six. Then Gilchrist... Warren, Waka Yunus, Ambrose, and McGrath. It's tidy. Are you happy with that? I'm happy, yeah, I'm happy. I'll take that. I mean, I don't want to point fingers at you, but Shakib's presence does, <laughs> does kind of stand out there. No callus. But you you've know. got it sometimes, <laughs> yeah. I have no problem with that. As Ed Smith has proved this year, you've got to be bold, haven't you? <laughs> you've got to be bold with your selections. I mean, it's a very tough process, you know, some of the people that you, you leave out of your team, it's kind of like, Picking which of the you know the litter of puppies to drown, isn't it? It's kind of it's like you know you don't want to do it. But now I know how Alan Sugar feels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got Shakiba Hassan and Jack Callis in front of me. Okay, and for that reason, Jack, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Do you want the do you want the, the Crick Info Eleven? Oh yeah, go on then. Just to see it. So they they went the the men's Test Eleven of the last 25 years: Hayden, Sewag, Ponting, Tendulkar, Lara, Callis, Gilchrist. Wasim, McGrath, sorry, Warren, McGrath, Murilithrin. Okay, so it was almost exactly the same as what I picked. Yeah, except, except for Murali in for Ambrose. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. A, I mean, is that the angling for job at cricket? For <laughs> does that is that lame that I pick more or less the same team, or does it just prove what a genius I am? <laughs> I, no, I think that. Yeah, I mean, you 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 got the answers right, didn't you? <laughs> Well, you passed the test. At least it's good to have you here because you've mixed it up a bit. Yeah. So one final time, our team: Cook, Savag, Sangakara, Tendulkar, Lara, Shakib, Gilchrist, Warren, Wakar, Ambrose, McGrath. And I suppose if, you know, for the, the listeners out there, you know, if you do have ten minutes around, drop us a line. Get, get, give us your your, your all time, your Bayfield eleven, and your Kerr eleven, where you're only allowed to. You must pick one player from every Test nation. Mm. Give Triscothic the gloves, that kind of thing. Exactly. You can be a bit more creative with your, uh, yeah, with with your thinking. 
All right, well, we've both finished our cakes. Your, your Vicky sponge is no more. So that about brings us to the end, I think. Merry Christmas, Tane. Merry Christmas. Yeah, although it's a bit weird saying this because we're recording this well before Christmas. Yeah, it's, it's actually July. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's November. So, you know, we're speaking to you from the past, from the dim and distant past when, uh, you know, when Brexit seemed uh, like it was going to be a problem before it all got sorted out, as I'm sure it will. True, <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah, who knows? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Merry Christmas to everyone listening. Enjoy the day. Have a good one. And we'll be back soon. See you in 2019. Yeah, exciting. The future. Bye, Tone. Cheers. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.